10 years, you were a film video editor? Yeah, uh, just about 10 to 12 years, uh, just in video production, primarily video editing. And working on different projects, some of which maybe well-known or not, or just small? Um, not really, more commercial or documentary. Uh -huh. uh, some for companies, others for smaller clients. And uh, yeah, one of the clients I was working on when I went freelance was um, a Pregnancy Resource Center. So uh, that's that's what started this conversation. Yes, well, that's part of what I was going to ask you first off is after um, over a decade of doing that, um, did that elicit or spark an interest in you and uh, starting the journey toward making your own film, your own documentary? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been sort of a creative uh, director type at heart and always prayed about uh, what I would do with my degree. I have a film degree mm -hmm. and what I would do with all the experience I was getting as a video editor and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, I was saved at the tail end of film school. I became a Christian. And so I kind of always wondered and prayed about maybe there's a project that God wants me to do independently um, that's that's not commissioned, that's not from clients. Mm -hmm. um, and never in my wildest dreams did I ever expect I'd be uh, on this topic, let alone making a film about it. So I think that was all, it was all the Lord. Amen. And him putting the pieces together, uh, you may be becoming more um, or more pro-life than maybe you already were, or maybe you weren't. And then there was a transformation in your mindset, worldview, certainly becoming a Christian, I'm sure was a step toward that. Uh, well, not necessarily. I uh, was a Christian for several years and, mm -hmm. uh, and still was very uh, on the fence about abortion, uh, was probably the personally pro-life at best or, and very just apathetic. I didn't think abortion was that big of a deal mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And um, I, it wasn't until I was doing this video work for a pregnancy resource center. I had never heard of a pregnancy center before, um, but I was commissioned to do video work for them. And uh, one day my friends at the pregnancy center, the, the staff there invited me to an apologetics conference. And the topic was the case against abortion. Mm. And I thought, well, I'll go and hear and listen and see what my pro-life friends are talking about. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where it all started. Mm. And do you think that that's by and large what's happening across America, that even among Christians, uh, a lot of the uh, apologetic or defense for life in the womb has been hit from uh, a lot of unwed mothers who come into some of these crisis pregnancies uh, or end up opting for abortion, but maybe don't have all the facts or information? Yeah, I mean, that's a major problem. That's mm. that's probably the leading cause of, of a woman um, making those decisions is, is not recognizing all the resources available to her mm. um, and not knowing the basic pro-life case and not knowing what's going on inside of her when a, a baby is in this, even the earliest stages of, you know, often she's lied to and told it's just a clump of cells, that kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah, And so, um, but once I learned the science of embryology, the fact that life begins at the moment of conception mm -hmm. uh, and the philosophy and the truth behind that, uh, you know, the, pres the presenter that night, he invited us to look at abortion aftermath, the imagery of it. Mm -hmm. And just the truth really struck me. And I think 
that so many other, I knew in that moment that this needed to be a documentary because there were so many people in my shoes who were in the dark about this, who had never heard this really important vital information that can save lives, it really can. And, and really change the mindset worldview uh, here in our country. And I think with the advent of the, the ultrasound and more technology, uh, people are beginning to, to, to be f uh, open to changing their mind and looking for new information and being educated. It's so true. Yes. Yeah, uh, ultrasound was not accessible to the public around when Roe v. Wade was uh, written into law. Mm -hmm. um, it's so, I mean, Gen Z are probably the most pro-life uh, generation we have because it's just so obvious to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they they have they grew up with Google and they can look at fetal imagery and they they just see their brothers and sisters, um, you know, in with those really clear ultrasound imagery, uh, ultrasound photos now. And so, um, but at the time, you know, we didn't have that magic back then. We didn't have that uh, wonderful technology that we have today. And I think also uh, survivors of abortion are certainly walking testimonials to the power of life in the womb. Uh, we, we just had to reschedule Melissa Oden, who will be a guest of ours, hopefully this summer, maybe this fall. Uh, and she's, she's yeah. book and she certainly has a story about how God saved her from saline abortion miraculously. But there are hundreds yeah. out there. And I know there's a book, I, I can't think of the author now, who's um, compiled uh, a number of the, those survivors. I'm not sure all of them, how comprehensive it is, but uh, um, mm. that, it's something that's turned, turned the tide of, of public opinion. When you uh, started thinking about and praying about, obviously, doing this documentary, you certainly had your own toolbox with, again, years of, of work in the film industry and editing. What were the, some of the, the obstacles that you had to um, kind of check off before you felt like you were right into the swing of it all? Yeah, probably the biggest obstacle was my own inexperience with producing uh, a feature length film from scratch uh, mm -hmm. on my own with no backing or no like partnership or anything like that. Um, I didn't know how to fundraise for a film and, you know, just market it and try yeah. to get it off the ground was very difficult throughout the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also because I was, I am an unknown director and this is an extremely touchy and sensitive and um, difficult topic to address. And uh, I understandably, I understand why people didn't want to really get on board mm -hmm. uh, or maybe back the project or work with me or whatever, mm -hmm. um, because um, it's, it's really, unknown how this person is going to handle this topic you know sure. who is she going to bring on and um like how is she going to uh address it so that was probably the uh the hardest part in the beginning was getting people to be interviewed for it as well um yeah. getting the speakers that i did was just definitely uh god providing <laughs> um and then the more speakers that said yes the more it was easier for the other ones to say yes so um, but they were largely taking a risk and, you know, taking a leap of faith with this unknown director. Mm -hmm. Were there other pro-life films that were inspiration to you that you may have been aware of at the time? Uh, maybe not documentaries, but uh, fictionalized accounts that maybe you could think of that may have. Um, 
Um, well, uh, at the time of being inspired, I hadn't seen any uh, pro-life films or anything. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see October Baby till later and uh, Bella and things like I just started to investigate the pro-life movies out there. Mm -hmm. um, and those are some of my those are some of the some standout standout ones for me. Yeah, they did. Um, mm -hmm. I saw both of them. They were very well done. I think mm -hmm. Stuart Migdon um, is mm -hmm. also a director. And there was a film that he did a while ago. We went yeah. to see that and it was very well done. It's been a while since I've heard from him, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know about I know Stuart. I actually reached out to him early, early on to get advice about how to how to fundraise for a film. Yeah, <laughs> so right. um yeah. Any, any documentarians uh, whose work that you've admired through the years, um, say like Ken Burns or Denise D'Souza? Um, I do like Dinesh D'Souza. Um, I, I, I'm always a fan of Alex Gibney. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's definitely not on the political aisle where we don't share the same worldviews. Sure. Um, but I just think he's a wonderful filmmaker mm -hmm. and um, just the way he does these really exquisite documentaries is re really inspiring. Um, and then uh, one thing that really inspired me was this film called Fed Up. It's a documentary. Mm. I forget the name of the director. She um, was gracious enough to respond to me when I was asking her about some budget questions. Mm -hmm. um, but she did a wonderful job with Fed Up about the sugar industry. Oh, yeah. And so just really, uh, yeah, there's just certain certain documentarians that I admire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, James Tang, we had him on a while ago. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his story about his dad and the second killing fields. It's incredible, fascinating. MSNBC uh, did an interview with him. Uh, it's called Ghost Mountain, and you mm -hmm. check him out. But he's been on a show, and then we really had the amazing privilege of having his dad share the whole story about um, the second killing fields after the Khmer Rouge uh, had been in and out and how his dad survived that whole thing. It's unbelievable. So there's something about uh, true life stories that grab our heart, I think, and especially if it's a topic like pro-life uh, movement and life in the womb. Uh, you almost, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I know, I know I'm involved with the pro-life group here in Battle Creek, Michigan, Alternatives. And the director uh, has been to my church where I pastor um, to try to get involved with father counseling because a lot of people forget about the dad as part of the equation. Um, but you almost have a burden to do something about the issue. It got the Holy Spirit and God kind of puts on your heart. I'm sure that maybe you felt a part of that too, as a pull of a compulsion to to speak for those who can't speak for themselves and do your part. Definitely. I think that got to, it, it increased as I, as I was working on this project, especially looking at the footage and, and going over the stories over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, it just became part of me to uh, communicate the message, not only the, tr the science and the truth, but also the heart, just the heart wrenching, um aspect just the emotional uh weight that this topic does carry you know it's very real uh, i'm not trying to manipulate anybody no. i'm just trying to show the truth and the truth is very emotional mm -hmm. um and so um yes it it stuck with me 
all these years, uh, abortion continued by the grace of God, it continued to break my heart immensely. And so, and I think it was really the Lord and the Holy spirit, mm -hmm. um, because I never felt like it was ever an option to give up mm -hmm. on this project, yeah. um, or move on to the next thing. I really think that that was the Lord. Yeah. And you, you can't help but think of the intercessors, prayer warriors through the years, uh, who've, who've labored literally <laughs> in the womb of their own spirit for this particular issue. And I, I sort of recall myself in that camp. There's some that really dedicated their heart and life to that. Um, uh, I think it was Lou Engle that led a, a group of young people where they put the red tape over their mouth and they would go to the Supreme Court and pray. And, but I know in my own heart and life too, I've had several dreams that God has given me. And, and uh, it's only his heart. If you pray, you're a praying person, you love God, he's going to lay certain burdens on you. And this is certainly one of the the biggest ones of our time, I would say. And I'm That's sure right. Amen. I would agree with that, too. Uh, so the film opens next month, um, 16th, 15th of May? May 16th and 17th, yes. Okay, 16th. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, it's in theaters, the, in theaters nationwide. Nationwide. How many select theaters have they? Um, I, th I think it's uh, a little over 625 or 630 something like that okay. um but you can go to fathomevents.com Fathom. uh, and look up uh the matter of life and search your zip code and and look for theaters in your area so, um easy way to to look at links is go to matteroflife.org okay there is a trailer out and i shared it on uh my facebook uh, uh profile tonight so that people could watch that and i know that's excellent available um who's carrying the film revelation media Correct. Yeah. Revelation yeah. Media. Yeah, they do a lot of good projects. They do. Yeah. We're in touch with some of the things they were, they're doing. So, you know, at a, at a time, I think we're living in a real unique time uh, among Christendom and Christian film industry. We've got the chosen doing what they're doing. And uh, I think there's some excitement. You mentioned the bravery and courage that, that sometimes people get from watching one or two share their story. And maybe the same idea could be said uh, in terms of more and more people um, doing what they can in the film industry uh, with, uh, you know, making movies, writing books, telling stories, uh, getting the word out there, not hiding under rock or burying our head in the sand. On it. Our story, everybody's story counts. And right. you've compiled. Tell me uh, one, one aspect of it without giving a lot away. Um, you, you must have interviewed people, women who've had abortions, and the trauma of that, um, was that something you prepared for? Um, I had actually met quite a few women through working at the pregnancy center, working, doing their videos. Okay. Um, that was my first foray into meeting women in, who were actually open about their abortions in their past. Um, and they, the, the center had a healing Bible study uh, ministry for people uh, to come and, and you know, be around other women who've had that experience and dive into the word of God and the healing power of, of the gospel in Jesus Christ um, and the forgiveness of sins, you know. So I just admired that, that um, I, but I, it struck me that it, it impacted women. And, and uh, later on, I realized it impacted men, but I just was very intrigued by the fact that it, it hit them so strongly. Um, so 
that was something that I, and I hope that this film ministers to people who've had that experience in their past. Um, we offer resources. If you come to the theatrical release, we um, have a added value content. Uh, we interview Annie Tang Humphrey of Save the Storks okay. and just her journey of healing um, and really um, just how freeing it was once she started talking about it and started acknowledging acknowledging uh, that in her past. Um, but yeah, I really don't want people to feel like condemned from watching this movie. Right. I really want them to know that they there is forgiveness and healing in the person of Jesus Christ. They don't have to carry that burden on them any longer. You know, he carried that burden on the cross for our sins. So we don't have to live with that guilt. That's powerful. That's powerful. Do you think that we're ready for Roe v. Wade to be overturned as a nation and as a church? Yeah, I think we are. I think that um, this is a real, I mean, I think that we have a lot to, a lot of room to grow. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I believe in just the power of the law um, and, you know, um, influencing our hearts and influencing what we believe is right and wrong. And um, I really believe that the resources are out there uh, to support these women, like just across the board. There are more pregnancy centers and, uh, you know, there's government funded uh, health clinics and mm -hmm. things that there's there's resources, there's churches, there's nonprofits available. There's there's plenty for these women. The only disconnect is whether or not they know about it. Yes. And so um, that's I mean, Planned Parenthood has a huge marketing budget that mm -hmm. a lot of these the, the pregnancy centers don't. Um, and so um, I really hope that 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 this film and I believe it will, it will serve that gap. It'll meet that gap and, and let people know, look, not only is this happening in our nation where we're having 3000, almost 3000 abortions per day on record. Mm -hmm. um, but look, look at all the amazing things happening in the pro-life movement, the care side, the pregnancy resource side. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, there is that room, there's that kind of stigma that mm -hmm. pro-lifers have that um, they only care about babies. Uh, they don't care about babies after they're born. Right. But really That's the pro-life, the pro-life community and like the Christian community, they're doing, they're doing all of that work to help her in her time of need. Right. So um, yeah. I hope people come to that realization more and more. I think they will. And that's, that's our prayer now. I know that the director of the pregnancy center we support, Amanda Hughes, has mentioned that, um, and that's the reason I asked the question, is the body of Christ ready? Because if that's overturned, there's going to be a whole lot of people needing help more than we would ever have imagined. But I believe the Lord will prepare us uh, for that moment. It may seem like we're not ready now, and, and that is a challenge, but with everybody doing what they can, whether it's an intercessor, crisis pregnancy center, the stork uh, ministry, uh, you doing uh, this movie, um, it's time for the time to turn completely. Amen. Yes. Yeah, and I, I really believe that this film is, I mean, this is something I realized midway through was that this film is a rally cry to the church. Amen. You know, I didn't realize how really apathetic and quiet the, American churches mm -hmm. on this issue, particularly yeah. the Protestants. 
And so, um, but it, and it's leading to more abortions in church. You know, for, I learned that four in 10 women who've had an abortion in their past were attended church in the month they became pregnant. And so um, we're not, we're doing a disservice uh, to the women in church by not talking about this. Yes, we and are. so um, I really believe it's going to embolden and hopefully awaken the church as a sleeping giant. Amen. Well, just uh, to uh, a PS, you mentioned theatrical release and the interview with um, the lady who started the Stork Ministry. Uh, uh, yeah, Annie, she's COO of um, Save the Storks. Annie so Humphrey. Is that like part of the, the beginning of the movie? If we go to the first night's uh, release? Or, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be at the end of the movie. End of the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. We look forward to that. And I know you mentioned, uh, I think maybe it was on your Facebook uh, post, but that we really need to get the tickets quick before uh, Fathom Events or whatever maybe ends up selling the seats to blockbuster movies. And yeah, it, it wouldn't be um, Fathom. It would be the theaters themselves, themselves. Uh, closing those auditoriums on our, yeah. like our auditoriums to open up for, for mm -hmm. the bigger blockbuster. So yeah, if you can get, a, if you can get your tickets Yes. sooner rather than later that really helps us well folks if you're listening uh we've been talking to tracy robinson she's a, a former film editor and she's just uh produced her first feature film the matter of life it opens up next month 16th and 17th of may at over 630 theaters across the nation now how do we find out if they're just put the zip code in and then look up the yeah book. Okay. Mm -hmm. and Go to fathomevents.com, search the matter of life and put in your zip code. Um, or if you want a quick link to the button, you can go to matteroflife.org and just click away. Okay, great. Well, let me pray for you and for this project. Amen. Thank you. Lord, thank you so much for this awesome privilege of speaking with Tracy tonight, Lord. It always uh, it gets my heart just all inspired talking about this issue of abortion and um, the matter of innocent life all these years, millions. Uh, but Lord, you've taken them home, but you want to turn the tide in this uh, issue, Father. It's time for Americans, for Christians, Lord, particularly, to take their head out of the sand. And thank you for the work that you allowed and you uh, burdened Tracy with to do and how you confirmed that uh, in the mouth of many witnesses with the help of others, financial, Lord, if there are still any uh, significant needs that are out there uh, financially, logistically, uh, for this film to go to all 630 viewers, I pray in Jesus' name that that would be resolved, taken care of. I pray that, that, that we would uh, go to these theaters, all 630, en masse, Lord, and support, uh, not Tracy, not, not the money part of it all, but um, the lives of those who've been affected by abortion, not just the innocent lives taken, but the mothers, the fathers even, uh, who had those abortions and need counseling and help and healing, or that you would turn the tide, change and transform the worldview uh, of Americans and so that we can overturn Roe v. Wade. Thank you, Father. Bless Tracy in her life and every aspect of her life from her family and help her uh, just to lean on you for this project, as I'm sure she has, and thank you for our time together in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ralph. God bless you, dear. And we'll uh, 
hopefully uh, we'll uh, touch base again and just, uh, yeah. uh, I won't say good luck, but God, Godspeed with the project. Thank you. Thank, Thank you care. so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye-bye.